0: This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And I can't remember if it was two or three episodes ago, something like that. I think I mentioned that the reason I was sharing a devotion from, or a thought from the book of John is because I was reading through The gospel of john and i was just taking a look at okay if jesus is the model if jesus is god in flesh and shows us what it looks like to love god well to stay faithful and obedient in serving him to love people then i want to take a look at jesus life and see the way he lived and so as I've been reading through the book of John, some different passages have been jumping out at me and you know I'm kind of writing them down on a little notepad of just, okay, this is what stands out right here. And so I picture, I don't think it'll be kind of back to back to back episodes because I like to share some things from the Old Testament, some things from the New Testament, but as I go through I think over the next probably five or six episodes, there will be probably two or three more mixed in from the book of John, from looking at Jesus' life as he teaches and preaches and heals and corrects and travels and talks with his disciples. I envision that there will be some more things in the future that We take a look at from the Gospel of John because that's the thing I'm specifically looking at right now. And having said all of that, I want to share this passage from John chapter 5. This is verses 43 and 44. Jesus is talking and he's saying, um, he's kind of talking with some of the Jewish people who are waiting for. The Messiah, and he's referencing kind of uh, this idea that every and I'm forgetting exactly the wording on this, but in the Old Testament, you know, they how they settled disputes and how they um, decided on what actually happened, they used eyewitness testimony, and so if we think about how that obviously could have been the only thing that they used to figure out what happened after the fact 2,000 or more years ago, it makes sense. And so they had some rules that, you know, if you had a couple people's eyewitness testimony, then you could feel comfortable that they're describing things as they actually happened. And so Jesus is kind of, he's not really directly talking about that. He's sort of talking with the understanding that we already know that that's the background. That's how people um, understand how the world works. And so he's talking about getting testimony about himself truly being the son of God. And so he's in the middle of a conversation about that when he says this, I have come in my father's name and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Now, do you see how he's not really directly, I mean, he's not like critiquing this system of testimony so much as saying, hey, you trust eyewitness testimony so much and you trust what you all agree on so much that you're missing what God is doing right here, right now. Now, I don't want to, as I'm talking, I'm thinking, okay, I hope that that eyewitness testimony thing that I was sharing kind of the background for sort of the concept he's referencing here. I hope that's not confusing or that I didn't say it in a confusing way. I hope it's not throwing you off because the key thing to understand here, Jesus is saying, uh, Hey, I came in my father's name and you didn't accept me. And then in verse 44, he says, How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? And he's not talking about modern 21st century life. But in a lot of ways, he might as well be, right? You think about how much time we spend. Now, we don't use the word glory, do we? Or the word honor or something like that. But we do seek affirmation and maybe popularity, maybe um, celebration, or value, we seek that from the people around us. And I, I don't, you know, i if you've heard me talk before about technology and things like that in some of the previous episodes, you know that I'm not an anti-technology guy, okay? But I do think that in some ways, it's, you know, especially social media is kind of a distillation of this exact idea. We're seeking glory in Jesus' words, affirmation, value, support, likes from the people around us. And we can see that distilled down in social media so easily. You know, we're seeking likes or favorites or retweets or whatever it is comments because we really seek and accept glory from each other and you know when i um when i find my value in what other people think about me in what Other people have to say about what I'm doing or what I'm speaking about or what I'm writing about or what I'm wearing or what I'm, who knows, all any kind of stuff. It can be so tricky because that can easily become something that you get it a couple times. You get that affirmation in that way and you just want to chase after it, right? And you go, I just want Consensus. I want support. I want people to be behind me in what I'm doing. And Jesus is reminding us in this passage that the people he was talking to then, the religious leadership, they got so caught up accepting glory from each other but not seeking the glory that came from God. And I actually had a moment this morning while I was getting ready to head into work. I had a conversation yesterday that was, uh, it didn't go the way I expected it to go. And I was feeling kind of devalued, is a big word, but I was feeling pretty, you know, discouraged by how things went and feeling um, partly misunderstood, but partly not valued the way that I thought that I had been. And so, you know, this morning I was thinking about that and just kind of like, not m- like, and what's the word mulling it over. I don't know. That feels kind of heavy, but I was just thinking about it a little bit. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, maybe when I have conversations like that, I walk away and think, okay, what of that is something that I need to take to heart? What if that is something that I don't really need to worry about? And I was thinking about that stuff this morning. And it's bizarre, but there was no connection in my mind until all of a sudden in one moment, it just kind of clicked for me. And I thought, oh, wait a sec. (laughs) This is what it looks like to accept glory from one another but not seeking it from God, right? Accept the honor, accept the praise, accept the affirmation, whatever word you want to put in there, the way that it makes sense in your head for going after um, this encouragement, this affirmation, this support from people and we can so easily miss what god is up to in our lives who he says we are that we are being in the midst of maybe not being valued the way we hope to be by the people around us Um, that's not touching our value from god and i really you know when that struck me this morning I thought, okay, yeah, that's really good, but how do I do that, right? Because we definitely, you know, like I said, social media has kind of distilled down, here's what it looks like to get affirmation from people, and we like that, we're, you know, I guess it would probably be fair to say, on some level, we're addicted to that, and I think, um, I don't know that it's you know, I'm 34. And so I don't know if it's quite my generation, but I think partly my generation. and most generations that are younger than me, we easily get wrapped up in thinking, man, if if we can't achieve consensus on something, if people are thinking, you know the wrong thing, or people are thinking something that disagrees with me, then we have a pretty big issue here and we need to resolve this. Someone's right, someone's wrong, someone's on the right side of history, someone's on the wrong side of history. When it comes to the bigger stuff, we put it in those kind of contexts. And what we wanna do is get support, get agreement from one another and i think what we're easily forgetting and missing in those moments is this critique that jesus has here for these uh, religious leaders who he's saying hey you're so quick you're you're accepting glory from one another but you're not seeking the glory that comes from the only God. Now, what he was what he was talking about here um, is he specifically was, you know, when he was baptized, there's this moment where a voice from heaven says, This is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. Now you don't get a whole lot more <laughs> glory and affirmation that comes from God than that. And Jesus had this specific uh, call and affirmation and, in many ways, commission on his life of saying, this is who you are. And as a result of that, here's what life looks like for you. Here's what the path looks like for you. And I think what we have done, and I don't think it was intentional, I don't think it was uh, as a result of direct disobedience, so much as as a result of things just kind of slowly got out of alignment. They got slowly out of whack. I think we've come to measure ourselves um, by ourselves ourselves. I think that's a line that Paul uses in one of the epistles. I'm blanking on where that is right now. But I think what we can easily do is um, seek that affirmation, seek that praise, that support, that celebration, find our value in what people think about us and miss finding our value our true value, the only place it is found, and that's in God. And I want to read this passage from Matthew chapter 6. This is from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, and I'll read verses 1 through 6. He says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now I want you to think for a moment about what Jesus is talking about here. He is pointing out, and I think it really kind of points back to this passage that we just looked at in John. He's pointing out that doing the quote-unquote right thing can easily become a show that we're doing for the people around us rather than for our, our Father in heaven, and I want to ask you, are there some things, you know? Jesus here talks about giving and praying. He talks. Um, I don't know if I just accident. I've got it. I've got that passage copied and pasted into a Word document here, so I don't know if I just cut it off. To early or too late before or after he talks about fasting but he highlights that too and in either this passage or a different one where he says when you're fasting you know don't make yourself look like you're fasting look like you're just like starving half to death so that people can see oh hey yeah wow this guy is so spiritual he's fasting and i want to ask you Are there some things, you know, like I say here, Jesus mentions uh, giving and praying. And in another place or (laughs) something I messed up here and didn't include, he talks about fasting. But there are other things that we do that are meant to be for God, that are meant to be in many ways kind of between us and God, because the goal isn't to be celebrated by people. The goal isn't to put on a show that other people can be impressed by. Um, The goal is to grow closer to him. And I think that partly because of the world that we live in and the culture that is just part of our day in day out experience of being alive, It can be easy to think, hey, we, you know, people celebrate each other's um, (laughs) meals and people celebrate each other's uh, inspirational quotes and people celebrate each other's pets and people celebrate each other's kids and people celebrate, you know, you can think of all these things and go, you know, why, what would be so weird or wrong about putting up on you know, my social media when I'm doing something spiritual. And I, I don't think that that's what exactly uh, we need to be taking away from this. Because I do think that we can be encouraging to other people as we share some of our spiritual journey. But if we're doing it to get affirmation, rather than to share it to encourage. Do you see how that's different? I hope you do. And, I, and again, like so many things that are so nuanced, a lot of the difference is um, just a little bit of how we present it can change a little bit when we're trying to celebrate us versus trying to encourage people. We can... Um, I think we can gauge it based on how we internally are reacting to, you know, when we see people that are encouraged even by it, we can go, "Oh, that's the affirmation that I needed," right? And Jesus is saying when your spiritual practices turn into a show, when they turn when they turn into you seeking your value your affirmation, your praise from people, um, you're on the wrong path. And like I said, I, I was reminded this morning of thinking through this conversation and going, oh man, that's kind of a discouraging thing. I'm kind of, you know, I don't really know how to take this or how to think about it. Well, if I'm seeking, first of all, the affirmation of people, then that's how it's going to feel, right? When people misunderstand or don't uh, value my input and me the way that I think they should, um, it can be easy to get really discouraged. And if we're finding our value in that, that can be a really wrecking thing. But if instead what we're doing is um, being faithful to the things that Jesus teaches in these two passages that we look at, we instead find our value in and we do our Disciplines and our acts of obedience and our um, our submission to God is for Him. It's because we want to grow closer to Him, and we're seeking His affirmation, His celebration, His um, the value that we find in being His child. That's so so different than riding kind of the, the up and down waves of finding our value in the way that other people feel about us. Because that's going to come and that's going to go. Um, you know, you've, you've heard the... Well, that's not a good analogy for what I'm talking about, so never mind. Um, but what we can easily do is ride those waves. And when people are feeling good about us, then we're feeling good too. And when people are kind of disappointed and maybe we're not living up to our highest standard, something that we've done in the past and we can't attain it again, I don't know. Uh, we can go, man, do I do I even matter? Do I have that value right now? And Jesus reminds us that when we're seeking honor, when we're seeking valuation, when we're seeking um, a core, just knowing we're loved from people instead of from God, we're missing it. And so I want to encourage you. I mean, I'm, I'm here telling you right now, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm missing it in some ways. That I need to first hear what God has to say and then get some feedback from other people that's fine but my value and the first input that I need to care about is from him and while I'm saying that a story is popping into my head my Uh, preaching professor from college. It was a class called homiletics because that makes it sound a lot more (laughs) impressive and, you know, official scholarly kind of thing, but it's a class about preaching. He said, you know, after I finish every sermon, I like to go, before I get input from any other person, I like to go and get by myself and just say, God, what did you think about that? Did I faithfully present what you laid on my heart? Was I true to your word? Was I doing what you called me to do? And he said, after that, I can walk out and I can hear from people what they liked, what they didn't like, what, how God spoke uh, to them in that moment. And he said, but what I find is when I connect in with God first, um, then the highs don't go to my head so quick and the lows don't knock me out so quick. When I know what God thinks, there's a steadiness. There's a stability. And I I love that story. I hadn't thought of it in a while, but it's awesome and interesting to know that it's still somewhere in the back of my mind, Right? And if you've been kind of riding the wave of what do people think of me? I want to encourage you to join me and let's uh, change that question up. Let's say, God, what what do you think of what I'm doing with my life? What do you think of what I just said to that person? What do you think of... um, God, what I'm choosing to make my life all about. Am I seeking you or am I seeking praise from people around me? And where that's out of alignment, I have a feeling that it will be somewhat out of alignment for all of us. Um, Let's turn that over to him and let's seek him instead of seeking and finding our value Uh, in things that aren't going to last, things that aren't going to be steady and stable and secure.